You're now listening to Sound Talent Media. Check out more shows at SoundTalentMedia.com. Oh shit, another young brother hit. I better go over my man's crib and get the pump. Cause to the cops shooting brothers is like playing baseball. And they're never in a slump. I guess when they shoot up a crew, it's a grand slam. And when it's one, it's a home run. But I'ma be ready with a wild pitch My finger got a bad twitch Plus I wanna switch sides And step up to the baddest box Fuck red and white I got on black socks But let him shoot a person from the white socks What's the call? Foul ball Babe Ruth would've made a good cop But he didn't Instead he was a bigot Dig it My life is valuable And I protect it like a gem Instead of cops shooting me I'm going out shooting them And let him cough up blood like phlegm It's grim Welcome to Axe to Grind, the hardcore podcast of note, the hardcore podcast that's relevant, the hardcore podcast that is on the the bleeding edge. I'm Patrick. I'm Bob. I'm Tom. And joining us today for as long or as quickly as he needs to is... Hey, this is Will Putney. How are you? Good. Will, thank you for joining us today. And, uh... From both me and Patrick, it's really nice to actually meet you. Tom knows you a little more. We're going to let him kind of uh, put a little bit of the pizzazz on, on why you're joining us for a little bit today. For sure. Yeah, fan of the show. I'm happy to be here. Thank you for having me. Awesome. Thank you. Thank you. So, yeah, Will's um, a, a great dude, <laughs> obviously. Um, records all your favorite bands. And he put together um, an awesome event that's going on on Sunday, June 14th. Um, and he has all the particulars, so I'm going to leave it to him before I butcher it. Yeah, well, thank you, Tom. Appreciate all the nice words. So I'm putting together sort of an all-day event. It's actually going to be two days. Um, we're expanding wow. it because of all of the influx of cool artists and guests and people who wanted to get involved. So Sunday and Monday, I'm going to wow. live stream all day and sort of do an open forum with people from our world, artists, bands, you know, uh, managers, label heads, event organizers, sort of everyone who can kind of represent our community and the black community. And um, we're going to just have an open forum, talk, let people say what's on their mind. I want to give people the platform who I think deserve to be heard right now. Um, there's a, a lot of people from the black community and hardcore and metal that, you know, I've reached out to and I'm really excited to see what they have to say. I want to learn from this. I want to take some guidance from, you know, what they think people like uh, people like myself should be doing in a crazy situation like this. And all of this is going to be sort of snowballed in with a big charity raffle. $10 gets you in. We're donating to a variety of charities um, that are supporting the Black Lives Matter movement and that are supporting just civil liberties and you know, some funding for the criminal justice reform. And I think we have a cool package together of like where this money's going to go. And um, yeah, the giveaway raffle is out of control. Probably the largest pile of test presses I've ever seen in one spot. Guitars, pedals, all kinds of rare stuff, vinyl packages from labels, collectible stuff, like handmade items from guys in bands. Um, yeah, just a, a really, really awesome spread. I hope it raises a ton of money. And um, yeah, I'm just excited to get into it and to talk with everybody who's coming on. I think I think everybody who tunes in on this is going to learn a lot. I hope it changes some perspectives. I hope we all can take away, you know, some some guidance for action because I think we all need to get a little more involved with what's going on in the world right now. Absolutely. Do you want to talk about some of the guests you have lined up? People that you've announced sure. already. It's, this is too yeah, I can I can. Let me pull a list up. Sorry. Well, and Will, while you're pulling that list, I wanted to ask you too. This is this is such a huge undertaking. Uh, can you give us a little bit of the ins and outs of the background of how much work it's been for you, but also you know why you thought it was important to put this together? Sure, of course. I mean, I. Uh, you know, I try to do my part sort of in the background to do charitable work and nonprofit work. My wife does also. She works for a charity. You know, I've used my bands as outlets for it before. And um, to be honest with you, the last time the Black Lives Matter movement 
started protesting hard and things came to a head in America and the Ferguson riots, I didn't really do a lot. And I, um, I was feeling that this time, you know, I feel like a lot of people could have taken more action a few years ago and we could have avoided where we are now. And like, I was feeling that I was feeling for my friends who were suffering. And I realized like, I have this platform I've got a lot of band buddies. People like the records I make. I can pull all these guys together. I can get eyes on this, and uh, we can we can just do this conversation, and we could raise some money, you know. So quickly, I grabbed up, you know, my friends and bands. I said, "Donate me something cool. Come on the air, talk for fifteen minutes. Let's do this thing." Everybody said yes. Nobody said no. I was like, "This is great." Within two days, I had it ready to go, and then I put it up. And I realized, like, uh, it's a bunch of white guys talking about Black Lives Matter. And I was like, this is a, this is a disaster now. So I've spent, like, a, most of my time talking to black artists and people that represent the black community in, in hardcore and metal to be like, I need your help. Like, I don't, I don't think we – I don't think I did this right. I think I need to hear from you. I think I need your perspective. You should be – talking to us right now and telling us what to do and uh i've put a lot of hours into trying to find you know some of the right people for this and now i'm so excited because so many people were excited to get on board and come on and talk and yeah i think it's gonna be great i'm gonna leave this thing i think in these two days i think i'm gonna learn more about who i am as a person and what people should you know how we should move forward in the world than you know any other time in my life i can think of so 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 you you do have a pretty massive list i know that the whole thing is going to be coming a little later today tuesday uh but you're going to give us a little a little bit of what's out there already and feel free to sprinkle we're going to let it be your jurisdiction to to what what gets revealed here and you know typically this comes out 6 a.m eastern time so consider it kind of a sneak preview if you will sure i mean just to i've got a list in front of me I don't mind. We could talk about it. You know, some of the, I think my appearances, you know, my list of appearances here, members of Dare, members of For Your Strong, Dyer's Murder, Comeback Kid, Vane, E-Town Concrete, Bad Rabbits, Incendiary, Counterparts, and Knock Loose, Census Failed, representatives from Ferret, Good Fight, Sepultura, Bad Wolves, God Forbid, um, photographers, members of Body Count, Harm's Way, Unity, North Lane, Hacktivist, representatives from Closed Casket, Every Time I Die, Converge, Wisdom and Chains, Zeal and Ardor, Terror, other producers from uh, the metal and hardcore community, members of Trivium, Kubicon, Seven Angels, Seven Plagues, Nuclear Blast, um, but another producer I work with, Randy, he's great, he's going to have a, a very cool story to tell. Um, Scout, who runs Break Free Fest, um, is going to come on. Todd from Nails, some of the guys from Straight from the Path, um, Rough Francis, and yeah, I mean, it keeps going, but I think it's a crazy two days of, yeah. uh, of conversation. Yeah, that, and, that's really crazy, and what I like, just because I'm hearing it, a lot of that is fresh to me, but I knew a few, it's really diverse. It's all over the place. So um, I think that kind of... That kind of energy is what we need to hear, and, and I hope people tune in because they hear stories that are from from black perspectives, but also just from different people. Um, I think that's one of the things everyone's learning is that to hear these kind of different, all different perspectives helps you find your own truth so much easier, you Absolutely. know, and, and learn so much. Yeah, I think it had to be like that. I needed the different generations. You know, there are guys way younger than me. There are guys way older than me. People that come from different walks of life, from different, you know, there's different tax brackets on here. You know, it's really it's really diverse, and I think that was important. I think there is no one, you know, there is no one part of our community that has a better answer and you know whether or not you like a particular band or you like the style of music you're gonna you know i hope we can all appreciate what everybody has to say because at the end of the day we are all supposed to be working together this is supposed to be one community and you know that was sort of the intention behind this uh, i love that um i wanted to ask and, and you know please pat tom if you guys got anything else but 
what are the specifics so and where can people go to learn more and best way to to check it out and what time everything's kicking off all the like the uh the particulars sure sound sound rink s-o-u-n-d-r-i-n-k dot live is where the event's going to take place that um that link is active now you could start donating now um there's there's going to be um a nice blast of all the promo stuff tomorrow all the bands will post you know when they get to it and then i'll you know i'll hit up all the individual speakers and sort of give we're going to do a little profile on some of the people that are coming on to speak and uh it'll just go wide i think it'll be all over the internet in at least in our world shortly um but yeah soundrink.live that link's going to stay up before and after this event happens so if people still want to donate um you know they'll be able to for as for as long as we can keep that thing going awesome. and what time does it start on sunday it's going to start at noon sunday and i believe monday i'm going to start both days at noon Incredible. i'm going to talk and listen hopefully listen more because i don't want to talk all day um and uh yeah i'll uh yeah, I'm just going to run it. Hopefully I get it in in an eight, nine hour session. But, uh, you know, we'll see how it goes. I don't want to cut anybody off who has something to, important to say. So I'm feeling I'm feeling I'm going to have a late night or two there. But it's going to be worth it. <laughs> Very cool. Well, yo, right, yeah. thank you so much, Will, for, for jumping yeah, on with you. us for a little bit. I know you got some other stuff coming up. Um, you know, uh, our, our mutual friend from Troy, New York, has been talking about us having you come on for a whole episode. We could consider this your test run. I think you'd be great. So we got to get you back to do uh, our normal uh, hamming around. But this felt too important to wait. We're really excited to to get a chance to to chat with you for just a few minutes on this. But also encourage everybody who's listening now to go check this out on Sunday and probably Monday. And uh, really, just an open ear, like like we're trying to encourage with everything right now. Yeah, I mean, I'd love to come back on. Thank you for saying that. I don't even want to talk about music right now. I just need to get through this. So I appreciate. I'm just gonna dip out, and uh, yeah, maybe maybe I'll get back here soon, and and we could have. Yeah, yeah, that's that is the hope. But uh, I think we're all in the same headspace. Thank you again, Will. We appreciate you jumping on. Thanks so much, Will. Talk soon. Be good, Will. See you. All right, fellas, uh, before we go any further, uh, and it might be a, a obvious to the listener at this point, it's going to be another episode where we don't devote a ton of energy to hardcore. We're going to talk a little hardcore, but uh, obviously this, the state of the world demands uh, at, least, at least a nod uh, from our little entertainment uh, branch over here. So uh, before, we, before we get into it, let's uh, give a shout out to our sponsors and also explain that they in fact, are all doing something. Yeah, a uh, big shout out to all of our sponsors. You know them. Uh, I hope you all love them. If you aren't, you need to go out there and check out what these sponsors are doing. Um, to Live a Lie Records, Run for Cover Records, Death Wish Inc., Close Casket Activities. They're all contributing. They're all putting forward effort, energy, and resources to this. Um, it's one of the things I think everyone should be proud of and and feel good about the fact that you know everyone's putting a little time to this um you know in specific i want to highlight two things i think uh one closed casket activities has a benefit shirt up right now uh with uh split with our old buddies triple b um 100 hardcore split label shirt one shirt looks cool two all the money's going to charities um Three, it looks sharp as fuck. Go get it. You need it. You probably aren't going to see this again, right? Yeah, right. Like I'm, I'm getting that. Yep. Um, and two, to live a lie has a few records coming out pretty soon. Um, that I've gotten a chance to preview the the peace test EP. Uh, it's awesome. Uh, this is not going to be a heavy music episode, but we are a music podcast. That's a fucking great hardcore record. I can't wait for it to come out. Band from Rhode Island, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, and. Yeah, yeah. And then Jell uh, from New Jersey, they got a record coming pretty soon. So pre-orders for that stuff's up pretty soon. Uh, I encourage everybody to check that stuff out. As always, still honoring in it, um, go to their respective websites. Enter the promo code TOM. Axe to grind. Patrick, what do you like to do for your job when you're on the internet and when you occasionally respond to text messages? 
I spell it out. And get that discount. <laughs> occasionally. Yeah. He's, he, he does, he does, you know, we should, we should make it clear. We know the one I'm in. <laughs> I think, I think like, what is, um, let's, let's start with a little levity. What is your text relationship with your, um, uh, you know, uh, not, I, I don't know. You got a romantic partner, you got a significant other, you got whatever it is. Are you, are you prompt? Are you, uh, carefree? Is it breezy? Uh, it is, uh, no, uh, uh, other people, uh, none of the above. <laughs> let me put it like this. Uh, uh, other people, um, I'm a, I'm a, uh, uh, Pisces, you know, uh, and that, that, that means that I am uh, given to making decisions, uh, based on intuition and, and, and not the rigid, uh, orders that, uh, some of you operate your lives under. Uh, so I, uh, I, you know, I kind of respond when I want to respond and, and, uh, frankly, not, every, not, not everybody, not everybody has, has the patience for that. Uh, some people uh, get yes. big, some people get big, bad, uh, yes. and, uh, uh, oftentimes I have to deal with, uh, the consequences for that. Um, yes. So, Tom, Tom, what's your sign? Virgo. Okay. I I thought I thought I was a Sagittarius my whole life, but I've recently been informed that maybe maybe I'm in Ophiuchus. Ophiuchus. What'd you say? What? Yeah. The fuck? Uh, it's a new astrological sign, um, but it's not that new. But it's uh. Yo. It's supposedly in place of the Sag. I, I'm full Sag. I'm, you know, Yo. like let's be real. <laughs> I'm Virgo with Leo rising. I have no idea what any of this means. I just know I was born in August. That's all I got. Listen, I'm with it. I love it. I think it's fun. I think it's one of the weirdest conversations in the world that if you just if you just say the unmitigated obvious truth, which is that that shit is pure nonsense. You get a lot of bullshit online, but it's like, yo, I'll, like I'll stand in front of the fucking church and tell them that's bullshit. And I, I trust they believe in it more than uh, anybody here believes in fucking uh, the horoscope. So it's so and, and And me and you, Patrick, could sit here and talk about Zen law and the best herald of Galactus. And, pa- and Tom could look at us and go, that's such bullshit. And it's OK, though. You know what I mean? Like, that's all good. Listen, the fact that they added a new fucking astrological sign, that's like Pokemon shit. That's obviously fraudulent. That's like the most, it's like a joke, you know, <laughs> like just adding new monsters. What are we talking about? Yo, sorry, I mean, our listeners who do prescribe to the, subscribe to the uh, astrology. Yo, I'm with it. If they, yo, here's the thing though. Like maybe things were fading out and they wanted to renew interest. It's like, it's like when they add a new character to uh, like a sitcom. And, yeah, exactly. If, but, or just like freshening the drink. I love it. I'm with it. Keep it up. <laughs> it's like when they brought Danny Cooksey onto the um, um, different strokes. Yo, yeah. what was, a, what is it's your a favorite? Rule. What, my favorite is the Charles in Charge family switch, where they just went full blown. The first season, I think maybe the first two seasons, they had one family who was kind of stodgy and like stiff, and uh, that you can tell that because it has the slow new boy in the neighborhood slow Charles in Charge intro. They said, "Yo, enough with that." Brought in a new hip family. Jazzed up the intro, tuned it up a little bit, and it was way cooler. Um, who stayed? Buddy and Charles. Fantastic. What about the, what about the Stalin-esque purging uh, of uh, Miss Bliss? Do you remember this? Of course. Please fill in people who might not be familiar. <laughs> okay, so everybody in the sound of my voice, that's not true. I No. It, that's not true. It used to be that every single person on earth knew what saved by the bell uh, is or was. Uh, but I get, I bet if you're, you know, under 23, that's probably means nothing to you. Uh, S- saved by the bell was, uh, where you got your fix of Mario Lopez, uh, prior to his, uh, stay entertainment on, tonight, entertainment tonight. Uh, 
And it was just a cultural phenomenon because it was a low quality show that was made for so little money that it had an immense staying power that it just stuck around for, for Canadians. Uh, Degrassi is probably the equivalent in some respects. Uh, and right. It, uh, it, so these characters became cultural icons, despite not, not really having very much depth as, as characters. Uh, Screech of course is, uh, uh played by Dustin diamond, uh, uh, yep. Uh, is <laughs> I'm giving a real lesson here is uh, yeah. uh, probably the most uh, uh, iconic, uh, but uh, it, it, certainly there was you don't think Zach Morris with Mark Paul Goss Lear's like starting point for an illustrious career counts. Uh, you know what I mean? Doing what like USA drama shows, uh, USA cop dramas, and a very failed uh, Fox pilot for like um, some vampire book series that that i actually watched the whole thing and thought was all right but it was actually pretty bad <laughs> okay so uh, we're going deeper than i anticipated uh there were some great episodes to be honest uh the uh jesse spano does speed one is is uh clearly a, a touchstone um uh, but at any rate uh the it the show started as uh uh good morning miss bliss and yes uh, and it, 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 with a totally different cast, uh, and it was deemed that, uh, it was not jazzy enough. So they just, uh, the com for those of you familiar with the book, the commissar vanishes, uh, it, it was a bit like that. Uh, it, it was just, uh, uh, a, a Stalin-esque, uh, rewriting of history where some of the people, yeah, same, same school, no miss, same, same everything. Yeah. <laughs> so, or, or for people familiar with The Simpsons, it was a uh, Poochie died on his way back to his home planet scene. That <laughs> never speak of it again. Um, so okay, uh, <laughs> enough laughs. Uh, yeah, here's a, a little bit of uh, behind the scenes. We recorded an episode that devolved into me talking about my exercise routine, and, and uh, the, the like said, an hour of it. It was wild. He's aiming to put on 60 pounds of muscle. <laughs> Claims he's halfway there. Claims he's halfway there. Yeah. Another 30. So uh, we did that, and it didn't seem like the best use of, of our listeners' time. So uh, instead, we're going to get a little serious for a second here and, and uh, let Tom talk about bail, bail reform. <laughs> uh, and, and I'm going to do my best not to talk about uh, training for the cop war, which is where, well, where this conversation went last time. So, so and Tom, did on. you picture Patrick as I did um, on a uh, elliptical with a class of people behind him going, keep going. It's another 30. That's this program. Another 30. That's your window. Another 30. Uh, he's literally the guy that started whole 30. Yeah. He's uh, a, um, Yeah. Um, okay. So here I come to be the serious talker guy. Um, first I would like to point out that, um, the energy out there is still fantastic. Um, I commend everyone who's still out there pushing, um, make sure your voices are heard in any way you deem fit. I think, um, it's only the voices are only getting louder and things are changing and it's, um, it gives people a glimmer of hope, which I think is really important at this point. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think um, the one thing, I mean, I'll talk about it. I think um, especially with your family, I think there's good, you know, we've always, the, the, the common thread and we've always been like, you can have some, have some conversations, you know, with your family. And I think it's expanded past the like, the racist uncle that you're going to have to school why he's an asshole. I think you're going to have to have conversations with your family about different policies and different things that people are looking to, to implement to almost educate them about what's actually going on. Um, so I read that more than half the country gets their, their news from Facebook. Yeah. Isn't that terrifying? It's terrifying. So I think, you know, 
when people see the you know scary words like defund and stuff like that, I think um, it's up to us, people who read and are kind of try to keep as informed as possible, to have those conversations with folks. And and if you can kind of make it pal, you know, you it, it's it, it is palatable under you know above all, it's it makes one thousand percent sense. But if you have to kind of make it sort of like explain it to. Like with Michael, and um, I'm going to say it, make a referral to something that Pat will not get, but Bob might. Mm-hmm. Um, when they're trying to to balance the budget in the office, and Michael <laughs> Scott says, "Tell me, teach it to me like I'm seven. You might have to do that for some of your f- family members and your friends, but I think anyone could get on board for the most part. You know, I mean, if you if you're you know, with sort of making sure that funding is allocated to the right places and you know in new york city as a social worker who works with people that are at risk at all times you know there needs to be improvements in mental health treatment and substance abuse treatment and supportive housing and you know initiatives for for younger folks and um and health initiatives you know and making sure that you know there's a lot of things that we can kind of that money could be better used um for, you know, to kind of improve rather than just having you know six six billion with a B go to to the NYPD, you know that money could be reallocated um, in whatever percentage um, to other places that I think would be um, a far better use of that amount of money. So just be prepared; you're going to have to explain a lot of stuff to some people, but I have faith people can do it. Um, so yeah, would you want me to talk about bail? Well, I mean, we yeah yeah to pull it back, we we had a really cool conversation that eventually <clears throat> devolved to Patrick talking about lifting weights and you know preparing for the cop war and um, one of the most important and really we just wanted to tighten things up here um, to the important stuff and one of the things that I thought was the most vital. Um, was when, you, you know, we, I, I think I asked you, Tom, to just talk about bail reform. Uh, like you said, let's Michael Scott this a little bit and not, not talk down to people, but, but make sure people have an understanding of it, um, from a voice who, who does know it. Um, you know, starting with what bail is, what it does, how it impacts people. Um, I thought that was so good. And then what some of the bail reform stuff is that's out there that's been done or that is kind of hopefully a goal right now. Okay. So bail is um, – so you get if you get arrested, um, the judge can, can um, put a – you know, set bail for you. So that means depending on the level of crime and whatnot – if you can have someone or if you have it personally, um, a certain amount of money, you can, you'll be released from jail and undergo the court proceedings, um, while you're still, while you're at Liberty. Um, so the understanding and, and the problem for a long time, it's, it's very sort of, it's aimed to keep, you know, primarily, you know, black and brown people, um, incarcerated, um, and I think you know. So that, and and it they were it was sort of very kind of haphazardly applied, depending on you know the judge, the district attorney, the 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 person who's the bail is being placed on. You know, I mean, as we've seen, you know, if I see Brock Turner's face again, I'm going to find out where he lives and punch him in his fucking mouth. Right. Um, but just to show you, you know. People like that don't always get bail put on them. They just get released because so bail is pretty much someone or yourself um, are putting down money as like almost like um like a guarantee that you'll come back to court when you're scheduled. Yeah, it's collateral or a promissory note of a sort. Yes. Um. So it's it's sort of you know you come back everything kind of. The, the the court proceedings they they go as they should. Um, the person who put out that money will get it back. But for the most part, there were like people getting arrested for very 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 
low-level crimes, which are questionably crimes, that, you know, to begin with, um, and being held on bail that were pretty much, you know, were onerous to fo- to their families and to themselves that they weren't able to pay. <clears throat> you know, some you know folks that people that like five hundred dollars or a thousand dollars—that's a huge amount of money. They don't have it to to, to pay. So you are presumed innocent yet remaining in jail until your court case is finished. And I mean, I don't know, you know, about you, but that sounds pretty fucked up to me. Yeah. And, um, and I think, you know, so there were, there were talks in the city as of New York city, as of January 1st, put in all these different, um, reforms on bail. Um, just because, I mean, if you think about it, and like we talked about this yesterday, but if you were in, um, if you were arrested on something and, you know, you don't have the, the wherewithal to be able to get bailed out for whatever reason, and you were offered a certain plea deal, even if you, you know, you knew yourself, you were hundred percent innocent, but do you want to fight this court case for eight months? If they offer you three months and you can get out by your birthday, by a holiday, you know, a lot of, you know, a lot of people will just take what's put in front of them. Right. Just to kind of know that there's like some ending to it. Um, also, you know, and I, and Tom, uh, just to put a fine point on that, uh, please, uh, in the United States, uh, are, it's a strong arm tactic. And it, what it's essentially saying is, uh, you don't trust your public defender and you don't have the money to mount the defense that, that you deserve. So, uh, here's your option, kid. Uh, take this plea so you're only half fucked instead of fully fucked. Uh, and it is about as crooked as a legal system can get uh, without uh, being a complete violation of your rights. It's it's a setup. Right. And this is one of the underlying things that, like, when we talk about defunding police and all these different things, like, these are one of the un- this is one of the underlying principles that needs to also be eradicated. And thankfully, New York has kind of eradicated most of it. Um, so, you know, so this this kid decides to take that plea because it's a it's a it's an end whatever it may be that you know then that's with you for the 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 entirety of your life so every time you go for a job interview everything so this will always kind of follow you no matter where you go which is bullshit um so thankfully you know after years and years of of kind of arguments this new york city um underwent like a huge bail reform. So bail was pretty much only permitted for higher level felonies. Um, so like major assaults or like sexual assaults, uh, like murder, um, kind of uh, drug possession that would make you sort of like almost like a kingpin. It wasn't for like the street level folk, you know, person that might be selling drugs. It's for someone who's like moving a lot of weight. Um, Pretty much all misdemeanors were no longer eligible for for bail, which is a good thing. Not being eligible for bail is a good thing. Um, so it was pretty much only um, people that violated order protections in in a like a partner violence um, situation that those folks could still have bail placed on them. So everyone else, um, you would get a desk appearance ticket and you'd come back. So I think you know. When when this all started in the beginning of January, um, people are automatically rooting for these type these types of reforms, these types of changes to fail. Um, and I think you know a lot of you know people think people either are just completely ignorant or willfully ignorant, and they t- they took the bail reform to be those things are you you can't get in trouble for those things anymore. Mm. which is hardly the point. It's really you're under you're, you're you're innocent until proven guilty. So that means if you're, you know, there's no longer bail, you still have to undergo a trial. It's not excuse me. It's not that you you can do things whatever you want to do and there's no um you know, punitive kind of punitive stuff left. It's it's you're able to sort of be defended while you're at liberty, which is how it really should work. Um, 
it a lot of times bail is posed as sort of this thing and it's like well we would have let you go but you're a flight risk or you know we would let you go but we're really a, we're really concerned that you'll just go out and do this again while you await your trial it's bullshit you know what yeah. I mean? um but so that so even now <clears throat> um so like i said january you know these these really big bail reforms you know by march and april People are like, crime went up, so it's got to be a problem. So now they're already p- rolling back some of those reforms. You know, and then I think, you know, that's something to kind of, you know, keep in mind as as we push forward and we try to kind of, you know, make this wholesale change of what goes on, um, you know, with police and with the legal system. There's going to be folks out there that are rooting against our interests. And you just kind of have to keep that in mind and keep, you know, keep your eye on them while still sort of pushing forward. Uh, Tom, so my, I, I, I think an important thing is to acknowledge uh, for the, for uh, it's important that if you want to maintain the, the moral high ground, it's always important to tell the truth. And the truth of this is that uh, a, a broken clock is right twice a day. Uh, certainly somebody that says, uh, someone is going to get out on bail and go commit a violent crime. Well, that's, that's really like a false framing because of course, of course that will happen. You know what I mean? There's, there's millions of people in the United States. Uh, I, I can't even guess. It's like, it's, it's an absurd percentage of which are, uh, are in the system. Someone is certainly going to do that. That is not the point. It, 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 the point isn't to to offer the best protections for the community against potential new crime. That's not it. It's to maintain your rights. And sometimes maintaining your rights comes with an inherent risk. But you're going to want them for yourself when the time comes. And for people that hate bail reform, it's usually coming from a place of being more scared or it's it comes from the inability to see yourself in that position and if you if you have family wealth or whatever you've gotten for yourself th- then you know potentially it won't happen to you but it, the idea of rights is that it's there when you need it so uh, it is a fact that somebody out on bail is going to go do something foul you know what i mean like that that's a fact but that's not the average and nor is it the point Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. This is the story of Whitney Houston. This is the story of Kurt Cobain. Of George Michael. Of Otis Redding. Of Amy Winehouse. Of Michael Hutchins. Bob Marley. This is the story of Prince. It's a new podcast series. About how they died. Why they died. And why we're still talking about them so long after. It's like nothing you've ever heard before. It's storytelling. But it's more than that, because rock stars... They tell us how we feel. They change our mood. They change the clothes we wear, the people we hang out with. The way we remember things. It's them who give us those ludicrous moments, the ones where you... Jumping around, singing your heart out, feeling understood. And it's those moments we'll help you remember, the ones you're thinking about right now. That feeling. That feeling. It's coming soon. From Crowd Network. Just search for Death of a Rockstar on your podcast app. And subscribe now. Hey you, did you have any plans this year? Ha! How's that going? Did you get 2020? Well, welcome to a brand new podcast called 2020, where myself, Benny Goodman... 
And my good friends Corey Pazin and Siobhan Cronin from the band Lost Symphony also got 2020. And since the world ended this year, we decided why not just check in with some of our friends in the music industry and see how everyone's doing. We're going to get a candid look at life on and off the stage, as well as the mindset of some of the most successful people in the entertainment industry. New episodes drop every Sunday and Wednesday at 9 p.m. Eastern. And you can listen at 2020-D.com, SoundTalentMedia.com, or on your favorite podcast app. Right. Well, my whole thing, too, is like so and, and I think I uh, think to really parse out there, it's like whether you were out because you were no longer that, you know, that your the char- the crime that you're being charged with is no longer bail eligible or if you were out on actual bail, which happens a lot. Right. It's not like it's not a one for one kind of equation here. You know what I mean? There are people out there. There are hundreds there's thousands of people that were released when their charges were no longer bail eligible that you never like nothing happened. But at this, you know, and of course, there's a few folks that got rearrested. People are chomping at the bit to point out those seven people that, you know, or whatever the number is. But those same things like you didn't have a problem when people were out, you know, laying down a thousand bucks and being out. What's the difference? Yeah, that that was not recruiting you from from committing another crime, but no one seemed to have a problem like that before. No, it's it's a false framing. It's it's just an effort to dismiss an idea by getting people afraid. I mean, I think inherently it's a fucking racist, you know, system, and you know, if and it's uh it's based on, you know, on wealth, and you know, we've I mean, I've seen people that, you know killed somebody or you know had high level assault charges but they have family that can throw down 50 grand yep and so they're out yeah and, and, you know, all, and then, all of a sudden the rules feel a lot different and uh, a lot easier for that you know what i mean like that money is not going to preclude you either way um um but yeah i mean i think it's inherently if you know a system that works against people um primarily of color and people, you know, it's and it's based on finances, and and I think, you know, that was a you know a big change that you know people had had their qualms with, and you know, but ultimately, it's working out for the best. And I think, you know, it's something that you'll have to, ha- you know, you'll have similar conversations going forward as um, you know, as the defund movement, you know, continues to grow. I think, you know those similar conversations and to, to a lot of people. And I see the, you know, the folks that bring up like the, uh, the um, like bail reform and New York city's dangerous now. And so like you, you oh, you're, I, I can tell the way they're writing these things. It's like, Oh, you don't really know what the fuck you're talking about. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's like, you know, it became the thing. It's like, yeah, you like you rob a bank and then you get free met tickets. I'm like, that's really not how the fuck this works. <laughs> <laughs> Like, I can't um, tell you how many like, dorks I went to high school with. That was like their take. I'm like, that's not the thing. I, I think that was a headline on Facebook news, though. You know what I mean? I, I also think that some some years uh, giving you Mets tickets is uh, uh, cruel and unusual punishment. Yeah. I mean, as that a lifelong right? I mean, as a <laughs> lifelong Mets fan, it's been pretty punitive. I got to be honest with you. More often than not. Um, so I mean I think I want to I think that's such important information and like I hope people hear it I hope they understand what these things mean I think you know one of the things that that I also think is important is is understanding what what words mean and what things are being talked about um I think there's a lot of misinformation I think there's a lot of disinformation and it's important to work that out before you let your emotions or feelings kind of precede your thought. And and what I want to ask both of you, <clears throat> do you think there is someone listening to this podcast right now who heard defund the police and didn't know what that meant and maybe felt twisted up about it or or felt scared by it? I, I'm going to fancy based on polling data that over 90% of the country does not understand what that means. Right. And, and I, I understand that energy, you know, where you're going to say, do you do your own polls? 
I do my own polls. No, I. So you just I, like I, randomly I, call people you know across the country because I feel I, like you. Just... I got a poll for everything. The reason is I follow the uh, s- sort of the the uh, the banished uh, 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 journalists. I, I follow the guys who uh, are on Twitter who are completely kicked out of the citadel of, of polite discourse. And, uh, they love polling data. Uh, I ignore the stuff that's obviously done by, or at least take it with a grain of salt when it's, when it's done by a complete fucking partisan group. But the, uh, I think that the, the scary, I think their Marist polls right now are super scary as far as like what the average American, uh, what the average Americans takeaway is of our current situation. And, uh, I think that, the, uh, I think that, yeah, a lot of our listeners, uh, might, well, let's just, let's just be honest. There's probably some of our listeners who are very well informed. Uh, Absolutely. there's probably some of probably some of our listeners who are less well informed. And there's also going to be some listeners who are kind of willfully ignorant. Uh, and, and that goes either way. You know, like I, I see a lot of repeating of things that, uh, it's just confirmation bias. It, 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 uh, it, it, it speaks to our, it speaks to what we believe or know to be true. So we repeat it and it might not be factual, uh, which happens sometimes too, and, and puts us at risk because it makes us look less credible. Uh, right. And, right. That's, and folks, and there's assholes out there that are dying to gotcha, to get you. And yes, if you misspeak for, for no kind of you know ulterior motive other than just like oh I misread that or mm-hmm. things have changed you know it's kind of like I thought two million people were going to die of COVID it's only one hundred twenty thousand like um, okay you're looking for something you know what I mean you're right. you're digging for something and I mean well, I think there's a lot of good examples out there of it and and, and uh, it, it's something I think we've talked about before you can tell when people are trying and that's for good and bad. You can tell when people are putting out honest intentions, well-intentioned, trying to make a difference, trying to do good things, trying to do the right thing. You can tell when people have a, a mal-intent. Um, I think a good example is the habeas corpus thing this week in New York City, where there was a lot of people who uh, they got spread around that habeas corpus was, was uh, not repealed but um, suspended. Right, and, right. And then, then come to find out, well – it was asterisk but, right exactly but only for a limited amount of these people and you could tell you could see people were trying to spread that information because they they thought it was important wanted to spread the news and then when it turned out they were wrong most people kind of threw a caveat on there tried to put out that information and that's that's more the energy that you want to see as opposed to the people who are trying to do the gotcha the let me get them Oh, you don't understand this. All that that energy uh, is needs to be redirected redirected to something much more important. You know what I mean? Like we, yeah, and you don't have to exaggerate. Things are that fucked up. You don't need to exaggerate anything. That's Correct. right. That's right. And and regarding what Bob just said about uh, sort of obvious uh, bad actors, uh, obvious. Uh, sort of the wrong spirit, it willfully obtuse people. I'm going to leave it to all of our listeners to make their own decisions on whether or not to, you're your own people, engage with whoever the fuck you want to engage with. But I'm going to say that it is a fundamentally dishonest person at this point who is doing the all lives matter thing. Uh, You do not, I'm not saying that grandma needs to be thrown in the fucking uh, trash for repeating something that, that uh, on the surface makes enough sense to her. But what I am saying is uh, that sort of discourse, quote unquote, online, where one where somebody says Black Lives Matter and then somebody responds with All Lives Matter and then it d- degenerates into an argument w- wherein one party is almost certainly being dishonest. You don't need to, you don't need to engage in that. It, it's, no. again, again, it's up to you. You can waste your life any fucking way you want, but I'm telling you, going back and forth with somebody who is uh, acting in bad faith, quite obviously, is yeah. worth no is worth nobody's time. No, so keep it moving. I want to I want to put this out there. Uh, went to on a little mini road trip last week, and I was in Pittsburgh. 
my son was very enthralled. One of his favorite moments was he saw there were four men fishing, one who had a rod was fishing for fish. The other three were all magnet fishing. Um, but the reason I'm bringing this up, yeah, there you go. The movement, it's, it's rolling. Um, but the reason I bring this up is when you see that, the all lives matter person right now, I'm glad you said that because I didn't would have thought of it. It is pure bait. This isn't, you know, a, a live bait hook on a worm that looks real. All lives matter is the fucking neon plastic fake worm that might as well be a gummy worm. We all know it's bait. It's an asshole trying to get you to go. Now you want to, you want to, you want to go at them. You want to have that discourse. You can. Seems like a waste of energy. However, fuck them. Do what you want to. But but you're you got to acknowledge like oh okay this person is just on some bullshit. Um and, and it's really sad and like you said the grandma might have been well you know uh, everybody is everybody well you know yeah right and, and and that's where you can have a nice conversation gentle whatever you want. Maybe, maybe you don't like grandma, so you want to yell at her. That's fine, too. Um, but but just just know where you're going. I, I think one of the points that Tom and Patrick and I have all talked about already is that there's been so much energy right now. And it's really – it's it's been impressive to see. Um, we could just talk a keep lot of – yeah, keep it up. We could talk a lot about our reservations, our fears. Um, if you're of a certain age, you've seen moments – that felt like something really palpable. This is that times 100 so far in my lifetime. You know what I mean? Every moment I've seen, any moment I've seen hasn't compared to this. And that gives me so much hope, but there is still that cynical voice in my head that I'm trying to quelch, but you, you just, it's fear. It's fear and being afraid that, that this won't lead to something good or, or more, but it's already been a huge success, but don't stop. You know, this is not the time. So if, if trolls are getting you with all lives matter stuff, block them out and keep on your train, keep running, you know? Right. Yeah. Just keep moving forward. There's a lot of stuff still work to be done. And, you know, think about like, you know, there needs to be like fundamental changes. You know, the cops will retire and they'll get new cops in there. It's mm-hmm. so like, that's not the fucking point. Like you need to change things from the fucking foundation up. Right. You know what I mean? I think that's a lot of way, you know, on, on a local level, on a state level, on a national level, there needs to be, you know, fundamental changes so that the changing of the guard doesn't change all the progress that may have been made. So yeah. that's all no, I, I, I So I don't know if you guys got anything too much. I, I know we want to keep it tight again this week. Um, I have a few things I was going to say that, uh, that I, I saw this week that I would recommend to people just to watch and, and try to try to get um, we can the link that uh spreadsheet i don't know it's not a spreadsheet sure. it's like a, a website yeah that we shared it's in our bio maybe in our bio yep it's on our instagram bio and i will pin the tweet so it'll be up there too um a really kind couple people put this together i, I don't know their names nor do i know if they want me to say them on the podcast but i shared it on instagram um they uh really went through and did the thing where they were like okay here's all the bands for who were doing things for black lives matter and every different thing. And it was a really cool kind of central location to get that. So very cool. Um, so that's out there. I've been very interested since the news of Minneapolis discussing disbanding their police force, what the historic president for that is. I'm very curious to see it. Um, Camden, New Jersey, actually um, disbanded their police force in 2012 and had a new Camden County police force form. Uh, There's some articles out on that. So if you want to Google Camden, New Jersey disband police, you can see some interesting information and just, just as a, Hey, what does this look like? And how could what's happening right now be different than that? How could it be even better? Because what they did was they disbanded the city police and kind of formed a more holistic, larger scale County police. So, you know, so, so that I have, it's, it's something to read and think about for yourself. And, um, and if you want to, there's a video, it's about 50 minutes long called brown eye, blue eyes. I don't know if either of you seen this. 
Um, I've seen some of her her work. Yeah, Jane, and I I can't remember her last name, but if you Google brown eye blue eyes video, um, it's fifty one minutes. It's a woman who's been working on the ideas of race in America uh, for about forty or you know forty plus years. I mean, I mean, man, going fifty plus years at this point. What was that? Yes. Jane Elliott. Jane Elliott. Thank you so much. Um, and I, I actually watched the entire video um, and found it amazing uh, just to see a sampling of it. Um, it's a program she runs. So I, I don't. I, I think one of the best things people can do is to share stuff. This is certainly the biggest platform that I have, um, and uh, that's I feel most comfortable doing it here. And you can hear my voice and hear the tone of what I'm looking for. Um, but I also feel really comfortable encouraging people to really look into things and listen and think about think about things as much as they are uh, doing anything else. I, I, there's a lot of different intricacies to this and a lot of stuff to learn. And I mean, even even as we discussed with Will Putney, I think getting exposed to a lot of different viewpoints is so vital. So. Um, make sure to check out what he's got going on this weekend. I think that's going to be a very cool thing. Hell yeah. DK, you got anything? Oh, Tom, I'm sorry. Go ahead. You, Tom, what do you Ice got? Tea. Ice tea is on his thing. Holy shit. <laughs> it's like ice tea. And then it's like, and then like Justin Loudon, it's like, Hey, we know some of these people and fucking ice tea. <laughs> like, it's awesome. It's, I think I'm psyched. Yeah. That's incredible. Wow. Uh, yeah. I think, you know, I give him credit. It's going to be a long 18 hours. Tom, you hope he starts off in like a tuxedo. <laughs> you know, and by like the second night, he's like sweating. He's got his tuxedo shirt undone. You know? Yeah, the, the tie's kind of loose. Tom, you recommended a book last week, uh, the the end of policing. Correct. And I've seen a lot of people talking about it. Would you remind me where is that readily available online? I believe the book company is called Verso V E R S O dot com. Perfect. Thank you so much. Uh, you can buy a like a hard copy, you know, an actual print copy of it. It's like 15, 20 bucks. Or there they have the um, digital copy for free. Yeah. It's amazing. So I think that's really why it's made the rounds. Um and then I bought I just bought a book. Um that I just got the only reason I'm bringing up, I just got the email that it's being shipped. I don't know if you guys remember right when um um, sorry, sorry. I'm trying to read and and talk at the same time. Doesn't doesn't really work out so well. Um, when everything really started in um, in Minnesota, and there was a bookstore around the block from um the precinct that was like burned down. Oh right, okay. It was it's a book it's a bookstore named Moon Palace. Okay. Um. And they, you know, they were very supportive of like the movement right from the get go, and and um, you know, I kind of liked that, the, you know, and they had signs, you know, like they were really, um, they were really kind of on the forefront of really being like, I don't give a shit if our store burns down, like this right. would need, this is what needs to happen, kind of thing. Um, I bought a book from them, um, a book called White Like Me: Reflections on a Ra- on Race from a Privileged Son. Um, and it's just, it's the, it's like the author's kind of, um, experience with white privilege and his conception of racism in American society through his experience with his family and in the community. Um, the title is based on a book actually called black like me. So it's called white like me. Oh, okay. So it was actually a documentary. I didn't realize that in 2013. Um, but yeah, so I'm going to be reading that. Hopefully I'll be able to report back. Very cool. I've lost the ability to read books because school has ruined me. <laughs> I, I understand. <laughs> I don't do it for fun anymore, and it sucks. But yeah, it's a it's a it's a tough practice to get back into. I had I had lofty goals to read a lot of books over the last couple of months, and I'm I'm uh, I'm struggling. We'll say that. PK, what do you got? You got anything recommended for the people that uh, that, that you think is is good? You actually are someone I, I think is uh, pretty ahead of a lot of the thoughts that people talk about today. Well, here's my recommendation for our listeners is uh, to not use this time to alienate potential allies, nor to settle petty grievances. Uh, Just regarding what uh, Tom got me thinking about the, the ISIS in our our lives. 
uh, iced tea is my preferred ice, but, uh, ice cube who, who I also enjoy, uh, is a good example of this because, uh, this is a guy who's been speaking on, on, uh, the, the, the black, uh, situation in the United States forever. And we would mm-hmm. see as a person that is worth listening to, uh, tweeted something that by any measure is, uh, grossly anti-Semitic the other day. And, I point this out not to slam him, but to, to illustrate a point, which is uh, everybody has blind spots and, and, and nobody, nobody is perfect. And if you like, yo, ice cube is still my ally. I, I like the Jews and ice cube is still my ally. He just needs to get his head right on that particular matter. It's a conversation. And my hope is that whoever knows ice cube, <laughs> I don't know if any of our listeners do, they drop into his DMS and, I mean, you're in LA. Uh, that's true. I could go looking for Ice Cube. That'd be an that'd be an interesting. I mean, you've, drop. Been, you've been trying to get into the big three league. Um, they didn't. They didn't hit. You are a weak link, PK. But since you've been bulking up, maybe you can play the swingman. You know, that's a fact. So here's my point, though: is I'm sure he's in. Oh, you can look him up. O'Shea Jackson. I'm sure. And how proud? Able- how proud would Frank be if you were like, "Hey, I'm I'm participating in a uh, three man professional basketball league." You know, come out. You know, my father would be very disappointed with the fundamentals in that league. Uh, oh, so- no question. No question. We would play Princeton style, though. Three-man Princeton style offense. The three-man weave? Yes. Here's my point. Inverted triangle. Everybody, uh, if you see somebody fucking up, here's my advice to you. The DMs work. I uh, I don't know if this is the time to be fucking airing people out if that person is potentially an ally or if you want to be gross an asset and it, it it's just a thing to consider if you want to win you know like if winning is important to you at all then it, it's uh I I don't know if taking the hours of my life to slam Ice Cube for uh, it, it, uh an anti-Semitic tweet that I could just be like. Okay, so I know Ice Cube's got it. I'm sure people are reaching out to him. I hope friends are, etc. Like, yo, if my friends say something that is beyond the pale, I'm just going to text them. And that's what I urge you all to do. It, it, your enemy is racism. Your enemy isn't the the individual who who uh, it, it, it makes a misstep at this exact time where everybody is really, really charged up. So the the stake burning that I've seen, yeah. You know, just, just end that shit End yeah. it. And not for, not for me. Like a lot of times I, when I hear dudes like during the, the heyday of me too, you'd hear these dudes come out and say, uh, I'm, I got, I have my concerns and you, and you'd be like, you'd be like, Oh, really? Oh, yeah. really? Right. Right. You'd be like, well, there might be some self-interest in this. I need you. I need everybody to understand. There's no, like I, I done get canceled. There's no, there's no fucking like, I'm not scared. This isn't for me. It's fine. You know what I mean? Like it's, it's uh, just, do you want to win? Like, do, do you want to win? It's a conversation. Like do, 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 or, or is sometimes righteousness is more important, but sometimes winning is the goal. And if winning is the goal, then yo, the conversation can just be, Hey man, saw that thing. Uh, do you know that that's a, that's a very anti-Semitic ca- caricature that you're, that you're, putting around and if ice cube hits you back with yeah i hate jews then okay uh, that's one conversation <laughs> yeah 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 that took a turn all right but you 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 don't know till you have that little conversation uh well well to be honest, I, I know that one that one's pretty good i i just saw it i was like oh yeah all right all right there you go i mean i, I listen this isn't the ice cube hour but he, he he's uh he's not the best on this subject uh so but that's neither here nor there here's the fact is uh, right now I'm seeing punks call out punks and you know, that's, that's fine. In some respects, that's as Thomas pointed out, that's how communities, uh, police themselves. And ultimately that's what we'd all prefer. However, uh, there are circumstances where a check is more effective for as, as an individual actually trying to relate to a person and actually trying to approach them in an honest way instead of burning them at the stake, which in my view, services nobody, and at worst, you at worst you end up with a somebody digging their heels in or harboring resentments yeah. that turn into views 
that turn into yeah. in in their right. old age turn into yep. uh, votes that are going yep. to work against us. So, yeah, so, then you made an end. Uh, yeah, t- t- just take a minute and try to relate to people on a human level uh, and shut things down in, in the way that, like, listen, uh, Bob and Tom know this very well. This isn't me tough guying up in any way. Personal grievances get resolved personally. That is that is my strongest message to people. If if there's anything beyond beyond like, oh hey, uh, I just saw this. I don't know if you know what you're putting out in the world. Can we talk about it? If it's a of a personal nature, now is not the fucking time. That's right. I mean, yo, uh, personal grievances getting solved personally. Talk about an alternative to policing. Okay, like there you just go. Think about that. Uh, a wise friend who who paints himself as much more of a uh, a wing nut than he is once said, uh, "If you hate the cops so much, why why are you acting like one?" Uh, so so uh, we'll, <laughs> we'll, we'll leave it there. Um, thank you, thank you both. Uh, I appreciate the words. I appreciate the time. Um, we will be back next week, same bad time, same bad channel. Trying to keep the focus uh we we will probably talk hardcore but maybe not and we hope everybody sticks with us and we hope your energy is in the same place um but yeah keep up the energy be good everybody exercise your rights and be safe